Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Armchair Book and Wrestling Podcast. Um, I'm your host. My name is Steve Barber, and joining me as always, always is one of my best friends of the world. Uh, it's Joylan Davis. Hey, everybody. Um, and I'm pretty sure by now everybody knows the news that we literally just heard about half an hour ago. Um, you may have to announce it, dude. Uh, Scott Hall, you know, AKA Razor Ramon, everybody, you know, sure. Every wrestling fan knows who Scott Hall is. Um, he passed away. Um, it was WWE posted it on their Twitter account about 30 minutes ago. Uh, Sean Waltman posted on his Twitter account. Um, for those who don't know, he had fallen earlier, like he had fallen last week, broke his hip had surgery, successful surgery to repair his hip. Uh, but a blood clot got loose yesterday and caused, uh, he caused him to have three heart attacks uh, in a short amount of time, uh, all within the same day. And he was put on life support. And Kevin Nash had posted um, this morning that once the family had been gathered that they were going to take him off life support. Uh, they did end up doing that. Um, and he, I think it was about five. He, he was, his heart was still beating for probably about five hours after they took him off life support, but he did pass away. He was 63 years old. Yep. And I was telling Steve before we started recording, it's one of those things that, this man, he yes, he absolutely had his demons. He acknowledged, he always acknowledged that he had those yeah. demons. But he worked hard and got clean. He got clean and sober. He got healthy. He went, he got, he sought help with DDP. Honestly, DDP helped bring him back because, you know, Scott Hall was going to end up being one of those wrestling tragedies that we see all too often in the headlines. But, <clears throat> You know, he got clean. This wasn't this wasn't his demons that got the best of him. This was just a freak occurrence from a routine surgery. And I said right before we started recording, I said I think I'm good. I guess I was wrong. <laughs> it's I mean it, uh, it's hard. Like I was telling Hope for for me and you for our generation, like for younger for our younger listeners and younger viewers on YouTube. Younger generations, they had The Rock, who had yeah. that that charisma and that just that cool factor and everything. For us, Scott Hall was cool before we even knew what cool was. Yeah. When when I first saw Scott Hall, I first saw Scott Hall in the AWA. He was uh, tag team champions with Kurt Henning, also known as Mister Perfect. Uh, but he had the to me, he looked like Tom Selleck from Magnum P.I. He had the curly, he had the curly hair. He had the thick, you know, the thick mustache and everything. When I saw him, when I saw those vignettes on WWE TV announcing the arrival of Razor Ramon, I'm like, at first I didn't realize it was the same guy, but I'm like, that's the coolest guy I've ever seen. It's like, he just, even through the TV, it's just, you knew he had it. Yeah why he was never booked to be a world champion in WWE I'll never know but he had everything I mean he could work he could talk 
I mean, the fans were on their feet as soon as his music hit. He had charisma, that cool factor. Scott Hall was the man. And I don't think people realize exactly how much, I don't really want to say influence, but, you know, how much Scott Hall changed the game in pro wrestling. Because a lot of times you didn't see, when Scott Hall debuted in WWE, you didn't see a guy his size. Because, I mean, Scott Hall was like 6'4", 6'5", you know, a good two, probably good 265, 270. But the guy could move. Oh, yeah. He was, he was quick. He was agile. He could work. He hit, he, you know, people tend to forget, you know, the dude had technical skills. The dude could do everything. And you didn't see a guy like that most of the time. Most of the time, guys, six five, you know, six four, six five, two seventy, they're power guys who hardly ever left their feet. So, you know, Scott Hall kind of broke that mold as far as that goes. And for me, I've always thought, you know, as influential and game-changing as the NWO was, there would be no NWO without Scott Hall. Oh, absolutely not. Scott, I mean, yeah. Scott Hall was the glue of that group. Scott Hall was, I mean, Scott Hall was the first one that showed up, you know, on Nitro. Um, and, you know, everybody was hanging on every word he said. And every time he was on screen, it was just like, you could tell he made you believe what he was saying. And you could tell he was having the time of his life doing it. And, you know, I actually, the first time I remember seeing Scott Hall was even before he went to the AWA, when he was part of the American Starship with Dan Spivey. He was Starship Coyote. See, I'd heard of them. Yeah. But I'd never, I'd never seen him before. I, I you know, I saw, I'd read about uh, Starship in the magazines, you know, the, tra- the, the wrestling magazines, but I'd never seen them in action. Yeah, they were, I mean, they were, because you remember Dan Spivey, I mean, he's also mm-hmm. a big jacked up dude. Yeah. And they came to the ring with, to Prince, let's go crazy. And well, that's that's a plus, right? Yeah, there. I mean, but, yeah, you know, I'm a Prince guy, so <laughs> they came to the ring and they ripped off their shirts, like Hulk Hogan. I mean, this mm-hmm. was uh, it was just a few months after Hogan had won the WWE or mm-hmm. WWF, you know, world title, and they tore the shirts and they were, uh, I want to say their finishing moves, they both slapped full Nelsons on their opponents. Oh, okay. You know, that was it. And then they were there just for a couple months. And I don't know what what happened. I remember the last match I saw them together as a team, they went against the Zambui Express. And the Zambui Express beat them on a TV taping, which was, you know, you didn't see, um, like, well, it was, even though it was kind of a squash match, but it was still considered at least two mid-card teams uh, yeah. going at each other. And then they just kind of left. And then, he went to the AWA. Dan uh, Dan Spivey came back a few months later, just as Starship Eagle. Oh, okay. And, yeah, and he was doing like a drop kick off the second rope, and he was doing all sorts of stuff. But, um, but I remember reading in the magazines about Scott Hall going, you know, to the AWA and becoming tag team champs with Kurt Hennig, and they were calling him Big Scott Hall, and then they were yeah, they yeah, called him Magnum Scott Hall. And I think that may have been because of the mustache, because that mustache it was glorious. Yeah, it's like. I've I've heard some people say he looked like the Marlboro Man, 
when he had the he did he me he really did and stuff so yeah i could see that um and even though he never he never really properly headlined a wrestlemania he was yeah he never no, did, uh, he didn't he should have but he didn't uh, but uh, he, he was still in one of the greatest wrestlemania matches ever oh yeah yeah him and sean yeah. the ladder match also one of the greatest SummerSlam matches too because yeah. him and him and sean did the rematch in the ladder match uh, I think it was SummerSlam 90, was it 95? Nah, yes, I believe so. Is it 95 or 96? Well, oh no, 95, it, because 96 is when Sean um, won the world title. Yeah. So SummerSlam 95, uh, if you haven't seen that match, go watch that match because that match they had, um, for some reason, Vince McMahon said that they couldn't use the ladder as a weapon. So they had to do a ladder match and work around not being able to use the ladder as a weapon. And they pulled it off. And I, I didn't even, you know, the match is so good. You don't even realize that they, they don't use it as a weapon. I didn't realize it until like after I'd found that out and rewatched the match. And then I noticed that, you know, there were spots where it's like you would usually use that ladder as a weapon and they didn't, they didn't do it because the boss had said no. Right. I don't know why he said no, um, but I remember reading there, there was something going on <clears throat> um, that made Vince kind of skittish to use the, uh, the ladder as a weapon. Um, and it wasn't because he was being, you know, a jerk. I mean, there actually was some kind of legit reason, like maybe they were coming down on them for like violence and things like that. Could have been. Know, um, I'd have to, I have to look it up, but, um, but yeah, and just think about that. He never won a world title. He should have considered one of the greatest to ever hold a world title, even though yeah. he didn't need it to get over. Oh no, he was but, over. I mean, there honestly, there were a lot of times, especially during the NWO's heyday when they were just on top of the world. And Scott Hall was the most over guy in that group. Mm -hmm. I mean, and that's that's saying something because you had Nash, Hogan, I mean you had Scott Steiner because everybody was loving the big Papa pump gimmick when it first started. But Scott Hall was always the most over guy in that group. All he had to do was say, Hey, yo. And Hey, he yo, he, he had him. And he had to, I know it sounds weird, but I don't think you could get away with having his character now because he wasn't Cuban. No, but, he wasn't but he, Cuban, but he was playing a Cuban. And the thing is, nobody thought anything about it. No. Nobody thought it's like, here's this, here's this white guy. It, Cause I mean, cause the Razor Ramon character was inspired by Scarface. Yeah. That was, that was Scott Hall's favorite movie. And somebody i saw it uh, said one time that he had seen Scarface over 150 times. It Ooh. was like his absolute favorite movie. And I mean, I love that movie and I've seen it a lot, but 152 I, times. I, uh, I've I've seen it. I I don't think I can get past the chainsaw scene again. <laughs> but uh, and the thing is, Vince McMahon had never seen Scarface, so he did not get the reference. <laughs> he, he was just going off of Scott Hall's performance when he performed the gimmick in the office to Vince, and Vince loved it and said, "Go with it." And Scott got away with one because it's like no other promoter <laughs> would have been like. Oh, this is based off Scarface. See, when so Scott didn't tell him what it was, 
he found you know he basically found out that Vince didn't had never seen it so it's just like well I'm gonna go ahead and try yeah it worked and nobody ever thought a word it was just he was that he was that cool and he was that good mm -hmm. at the gimmick that he made it work I, and I don't think anybody could make that kind of gimmick work now I agree with you 100% no I mean on that. yeah they look and go mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, it's like yeah, yeah. Standards of practices want to talk to you, <laughs> but the thing is, it's like I feel like over time, it's like that was just Scott Hall because yeah. even when he went to WCW, he was still doing the same thing. He was still doing the same thing. He went to ECW. He was still doing the same thing. Comes back to WWE. He's still doing the same thing. I think after a while, it was just Scott Hall turned up to eleven. Yeah. And, you know, because even when he was the diamond stud, he, he didn't put on that accent. No. Did he? Yeah. Uh -uh. Uh, same moves and everything else. Cause that's where yeah. he, it was uh, what he called the diamond exchange, which later yes. became the yes. razor's edge. Yep. Oh, but and so many people have adopted the razor's edge, um, as a, uh, as a finisher, Seamus used to use it. It was called the white cross. Um, that doesn't sound good either. No, but I mean, it works for Seamus because I mean, he's literally white as a sheet. So uh, he I is. Mean, he's, I mean, as it, he's as white as that door. That dude is so, so white. He's so white. He's clear. Yeah. <laughs> uh, bless her heart. My uh, my daughter Savannah's that way, and we tell her that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't tan. She just burns, and then it peels, and then she's still just bright white uh, underneath. Mm. But um, but yeah, Damian Priest does a version of it. Uh, Ethan Page does a version of it. Uh, I also found out today on Twitter that uh, Ethan Page and uh, Nyla Rose uh, incorporate part of Razor Ramon's entrance, like some of the mannerisms when they're coming through the, when they're walking through the tunnel to come out onto the stage on AEW. Really? I never realized that. So now I got to pay a little closer attention, but Ethan Page said that Ethan Page put on Twitter today that um, Razor Ramon was like the um, was his favorite wrestler growing up because that was his dad's that was Ethan's dad's favorite wrestler and Ethan's dad even called uh, called him Chico as a nickname <laughs> and he's like he said we absolutely loved Razor Ramon oh and you know this past week um you know has been such a good high for us as you know the podcast mm -hmm. uh, hosts and because just a week ago today is when we had one of scott hall's best friends yep marcus bag buff bagwell on and i finally got to meet him in person this past saturday um, along with kevin nash and scott steiner now awesome. i you know and i did get to talk to buff for a little bit Speaking of which, I have something for you. This is awesome. You. Yeah, it does not. If you look, it does not say to Steve. It says to Dwaylen. Awesome. Yep. I, so make sure I'll I got definitely, that. I'll definitely be framing that and putting that on my wall. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'm trying to get it to where it doesn't get anything on it. So yeah. <laughs> um, and while we were there, my son and I'm not really one for autographs, but yeah, my son got this one. Awesome. Yep. That's all. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was the only person who he really knew um, uh -huh. before we went yeah. there. 
And he's like, hey, I don't even know who these guys are. And then, and then he started Googling them while we were there. And he's looking, he's like, oh my God, these guys are all famous. I'm like, uh, yeah, <laughs> told you that's why we're here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was at the, uh, the big time wrestling, Ohio family. They call it the family reunion. Um, because probably because Bobby Fulton's the one who runs it and, you mm -hmm. know, his, his brother and his son were both, uh, there and they were, uh, they, they were raising money for something. I don't know what exactly. Um, but I do know like the band boosters for that high school we were at. Oh, okay. We were at, yeah. You, Uniota, Uniota high school, home of the Sherman tanks. That's why I put that one picture. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay. I was like, that's different for a high school mascot. But then my son actually read, um, the area, the land where the high school is located used to be part of a, an army base way back in the day and named after Sherman. Oh, okay. You know, so that's why they're the Sherman tanks. Mm -hmm. I was like, well, you know, um, it could, could be worse, I guess, you know, could like there's high schools near us named the purples Yeah, and the maroons. Like, so, yeah. <laughs> and their mascot is grimace. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, um, yeah. Cause yeah, it was the Bowling Green purples, the Madisonville maroons. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm not afraid of you. And, yeah, you know, it's like, I'm, no, I'm, you don't scare me. Oh, we see, we were the colonels. That's that's something to you yeah. know, watch out for. So, um, uh, but anyway, so yeah, it was, uh, we had a really good time. And when the matches first started, um, before they even started, they had Kurt Angle come out. Now they were playing his music from WWE. You okay. know, so, of course, the whole crowd was, You suck. Mm -hmm. You, I mean, and you got to think of me for him, and he gets into that. and they just do it during that first thing and then they, uh, you know, so, um, and that may be, a, it may be an issue of, um, cause the, you know, the Patriot originally used that theme when he, during his short stint in WWE. And then, you know, they gave it to Kurt when he got there, but that could have just been stock music because that's how AEW wound up being able to use the Hardy boys theme because it wasn't actually owned by WWE. Right. It was just stock music. Um, our buddy, Chris, you know, big fat, he actually just texted me and he said, Scott always passed away, yeah. you know? So he, he had actually texted me earlier today. Let me tell him. So we found out right before we, uh, found out right before we started recording. Uh, so Chris, if you're watching this, sorry, dude, yeah. no, cause I was going to text. I told him earlier today, I was going to text him if you found out anything, but then, like I said, it happened. Right. Right. Before we started the show. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, we get, obviously, you know, I, I, I thought I was ready to record, but then as soon as I had to say the words, yeah. Nope. So, uh, and if anybody knows me, you know, I'm actually a very emotional person, mm -hmm. you know, so, uh, Dwayland's not, he, you know, he's just, <laughs> he's made of ice. He really is. <laughs> so, uh, but obviously, you know, it's not that, uh, Dwayland doesn't care. Obviously it's just, I'm a, um, my wife would tell you, uh, you know, I'm, I'm like, okay, I'm not as bad as Ric Flair. That dude cries at everything, <laughs> you know, but I mean, she'll tell you, I'm a cry, I cry at movies, things like that. But this right here, I mean, even though didn't know him, but it was weird because I had just literally just met his best friends. Yeah. And I mean, uh, we grew up watching the guy. I yeah. mean, he was somebody that we literally, you know, grew up with, you know, our entire childhood and into adulthood yeah. you know we were 
Razor Ramon, Scott Hall fans, whichever he was going yeah, by I at would, the time. I knew him as Starship Cody, and then Big Scott Hall or Magnum Scott Hall, or just mm-hmm. Scott Hall, and yeah. then the Diamond Stud, and then Razor yep. Ramon, and then back to Scott Hall again. Mm-hmm. You know, so yep. um, didn't know about his demons until you know uh, a lot later. Until actually, I think it was when he when the whole Outsiders thing started because that. Oh well, actually, you know, it was, right, it was before that because he had failed a drug test. Yes, and that's what they used as their um, what do you call it? Their oh, I'm looking for a word justification for uh, yeah. suspending him, not letting him have a WrestleMania match in '96. Yeah, um, um, and then like I always hated that WCW used his his issue his personal issues. Yeah. As a storyline, like they would have him come down to the ring carrying, with, with you know, cup. with the cup and everything. And he was tr- spending more time trying to get a drink than he was wrestling the match. And I just, I always thought that was disgusting. It's like, y'all know this man has an issue with alcohol and whatever, whatever substances he may have an issue with. And you're really going to exploit that for some TV ratings. Who did it first? because them or wwf with hawk because they were all happening right about the same it was time. right around the same time yeah because they're, they're all tasteless I, but yeah i don't know who did it first but yeah they wwe absolutely exploited hawks demons too um and that's just that's just a tacky thing as you know yeah. as a person who had who's has had issues with alcohol in the past yep same here that is, that is not something that i want someone else to exploit it's like, you know, and I always, I just thought that was always tasteless. You know, I figured, I always thought mm-hmm. Scott deserved better from the people that he worked for. Um, I did see on a, uh, what culture, um, I was watching their news. They had two different shows. They did one this morning, just about Scott Hall, um, his situation. And they were like, um, Adam Wilborn said that he, feels like Scott Hall is the greatest wrestler to never be a world champion. For mm-hmm. me, he's my number two, because for me, Arn is always going to be the greatest oh, wrestler that's never been a world champion. But Scott Hall's right there. I mean, it's like, actually, it's like 1A and 1B. It's like, because Scott Hall should have been a multiple-time world champion in multiple promotions. That And there's no reason he shouldn't have been WWF champion. I get why he never became WCW champion between, I mean, his demons did get, you know, his demons did get really bad and they probably looked at it like we can't rightfully make him the face of the company if he's having these issues, but I'm sure there was some politic and I'm sure Hogan wasn't getting out the way. Probably not. I mean, you know, so that Scott Hall could be the champion. Uh, I think if he'd, if he'd have been in ECW during its heyday, they to put Paul Heyman was smart enough. He to put the belt on it. Oh yeah, and uh, <clears throat> you know, I I think to me this is even wilder. Scott Hall was never in a Royal Rumble. No, he wasn't. But I don't know. Razor yeah, Ramon because, was. Yeah, but the that fake, was the fake the fake Razor. Razor. Yeah, Rick Bogner. Yeah, fake Razor was in the Rumble, but yeah, Scott Hall was never in it because Scott Hall was always either competing for the intercontinental title or the world title. Yeah. And there was one of the rumbles and this was, this had to have been 
probably 96. He, well, he did go in the ring during the Rumble match because he was chasing Sean Waltman. Yes. They were, because, <laughs> yeah, because Waltman had turned on him, um, caused him to lose the Intercontinental title. Yeah. And so then he was chasing, he was chasing after Waltman. So he, you know, to get his receipt. Yeah. I mean, he took off after because Waltman was looking <laughs> off the chill. He took off. Here comes, here comes, yeah. soon. so he was <laughs> in the ring, but he just wasn't an entry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that to me was like the even wider things like, man, he was there so many times. And even during yeah. times where they had guys wrestle a match and then enter the rumble yep. later. Yeah. Um, but he just never did. So, but look um, at it. He was a four time intercontinental champion, which for, you know, during that time, nobody had held the intercontinental title that much at that point in time. Right. So he was a four time intercontinental champion. I can't even recall how many times him and Kevin Nash won the WCW World Tag Team Championships, probably five or six at least. Plus, he was the World Television Champion. Plus, he was the United States Heavyweight Champion. I mean, he was he held every belt there was to hold except for the World Heavyweight title. And I want to say one of the times he won the Intercontinental title, he won it from Kevin Nash. He did. Yep. Yep. He did because so... Nash, Nash had beaten him. This is when they had that suspension thing. When, okay. When they had the ladder match at WrestleMania 10, uh, mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, Sean had been suspended. You know, they, they, they said the storyline was that Sean had gotten suspended for non-defense of the title for the 30-day, you know, the 30-day right. title <clears throat> defense. But actually, he got popped for a wellness violation. They just didn't call it that then. He got suspended. You know, he comes back. They've got the two belts. Scott Hall wins. Then he's feuding with Sean and Diesel. Diesel ends up beating him. And then he ends up beating Diesel because Sean went went for the super kick. Razor moved. He hit Diesel. And Razor pinned him. But, yeah, he's beating yep. Kevin Nash for it. Um, trying to think. He won it in the finals of a tournament. Uh, trying to think. I know Goldust beat him for it, but I can't remember if he beat Goldust back for it. I think he beat Jeff Jarrett once for it. So Yep, because I know Jeff Jarrett held held it for a bit too. Yep. Uh but yeah, eventually we are gonna probably have to move on before we start. <laughs> yeah. Know. Um But I mean we but, could we could talk this whole show oh, yeah. about oh, absolutely. the influence of Scott Hall. I mean every he, even from like salaries, Kevin Nash alluded to that in his post on Instagram that these big paydays that guys are getting now in professional wrestling would not have been possible, whether you liked them or hated them, how they went about it. But they, you know, they caused the pay scale to change Mm -hmm. for not just themselves, but for everybody that came after them. That's why guys could make, you know, two, $3 million a year now you know, in pro wrestling off of just working for one promotion, because it used to be you had to work multiple dates for multiple promotions to, to really make a living. If you weren't at the very top of the card in a particular promotion. Right. And they, you know, and Scott Hall and Kevin Nash, they knew their worth and they weren't taking less. So they paved that financial path for everybody that came after them. Uh, but there was something else that happened uh, Friday night, 
and th- this is actually something we were actually going to talk about probably at the beginning mm-hmm. of the show. Yeah. And it's hard to think that something um, as horrible as, you know, getting a broken neck during a match mm-hmm. would be overshadowed by anything. However, you know, um, I think losing Scott Hall, I mean, yeah, did, but in case anybody didn't know, Big E, Big E Langston, uh, broke his neck legitimately during a match mm-hmm. Friday night. Yep. Um, and you've seen the the footage. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, and you know, Rich Holland, I mean, uh, God bless him. I mean, he, it obviously was not on purpose. Um, no. And he went to the hospital and saw him like yeah. that, that night after the, you know, after the show was over, which he, is the right thing. Exactly. To do. Which is the right thing to do. And he said, Biggie was in, good spirits didn't blame him for it i mean stuff happens but it's just it was i could tell instantly from the way he landed and then the way yeah. his body his the way his body reacted when kind of crumbled i mean yeah but you, like, you could see where it was yeah. like his head he was like mm, something's wrong yeah and do you remember when we were talking to buff just a week ago when he was talking about when he did not break his neck. He severely bruised his, you know, his spinal but, cord. Yeah. Um, but he was talking about the reason why you took your head mm-hmm. forward is because yeah. there, you, have, you have a lot of movement going forward. You don't going backwards. And yeah. of course, that's what happened to Buff. It was his head went backwards. Yeah. But with Big E, of course, I mean, his head was still kind of tucked and it was tucked, but he still came down. He still just, came down. And you got to think, Big E's like 275. Of muscle at muscle nothing all, but muscle yeah all that weight now he's i mean he's got a great big neck which thankfully probably saved him from being from getting injured worse but yeah all that weight coming down on his neck the I think he broke he broke two vertebrae i think it's yep. c3 and c6 am i right uh i'd have to look i saw it um, somewhere and i think i think those are the right ones um if i'm wrong guys let me know but um, they said it's going to be, you know, he's going to be out several months, you know, for that to heal. Miss WrestleMania, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Because the planned, it was going to be um, Seamus, Ridge Holland, and Pete Dunn. I can't call him Butch. That's just dumb. I, 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 yeah. Yeah. Pete <laughs> Dunn. I feel like Vince McMahon has watched, has somebody has told him, that, oh, they have Peaky Blinders on Netflix. You should watch it. And he saw a bunch of, you know, he's watched a bunch of British crime shows and was like, Oh, I need a stable. that looks like that. Cause that's what they're doing with, <laughs> oh, with these Lord. And, uh, but it was supposed to be the three of them against all three members of the new day was going to be the WrestleMania match. But you know, obviously Big E's not going to be able to make it. They said it's going to be several months before they can see, because they said with the, with those kind of breaks that, you know, they just don't know. I mean, there's been people that have come back from it. There's been people that have never been able to compete again. So right. we just don't know, but yeah. you know, our, our wishes are with big E. Oh, I mean, absolutely. I saw him, I've seen him all over TikTok, and he's been, you know, he's been in he's, great spirits and he he's was keeping more, a very positive attitude. I mean, yeah, that's, he was more concerned about the, the fans being upset than, you know, that was his concern. That was his main concern. I mean, he's in the hospital with a neck brace on, you know, letting people know he can mm-hmm. move his fingers and everything, but he, he did. And he had the halo on, didn't he? 
They had no. They had the, I, they didn't have the halo. Okay. He just had that great big hard plastic neck brace on that comes like comes up on your chin and everything. Oh, I've had to put those. But, on. Uh, those suck. Yeah, there for a reason, had, but yeah, still. my brother had to have one of those on one time. He got into a car wreck and had to wear that for a little oh, while. That's that's why I had to wear one too. Mm-hmm. Car wreck when I was like in sixth grade, but <laughs> but uh, yeah, just our you know our thoughts and prayers are with Big E. Also, our thoughts and prayers are with the family and friends. You know, Scott Hall. It's just been uh, been a rough week in pro wrestling. Uh, yeah, and I mean now. It hasn't been all negative. Yeah. Said, you know, we um, we were very fortunate to interview Buff Bagwell last Monday. And then two days after that, we were able to interview Wildcat Chris Harris. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had just an absolute blast with both interviews. Um, and, you know, and then I got to meet Buff Bagwell. And I will finally actually formally introduce myself to Chris Harris because I've seen him so many times at shows. <laughs> um and I got thinking, he said, he's all, oh, have you been to the shows? I'm like, dude, you actually looked right at me before. And we've kind of nodded. Yeah. Then again, I got to thinking, I think I look a lot different actually at the shows because normally uh, I'll go ahead and, I mean, you've probably seen pictures, you know, um, maybe, but I have two things on that I, that I don't have on right now. One, these <laughs> yeah so i think I, look, I may look a little different yeah you know, uh, but i'm still wearing the armchair booking shirt right you know but then again he's also so focused on the matches yeah uh so uh, let me go ahead and all right i'm not wearing my hat while i'm recording I'm not wearing these either because i <laughs> mostly wear these right well I, i've gotten to the point now i have to use them more so i can actually see the ring so it's not as blurry oh okay um but yeah he was a super great guy and uh, he, my, the one part he actually made me laugh pretty hard because of what I said, you know, I'm not going to be able to watch the Ludlow show this time because I'm going to be <laughs> in Chillicothe. I said, I kind of feel like I'm cheating on y'all. He said, well, you are. Yeah. He's like, you are, <laughs> so, you are, yeah, you are. Um, but I could tell you three other people who were also in Chillicothe, two of which they were wrestling each other. Big mama, yeah. Riley Matthews, Matthews. Yep. And, the, and the Dakota Wolf was also up there. Oh, okay. really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I was trying to get him to talk him to come on the podcast. And then he's like, he's like, I'm kind of shy. I'm like, are you kidding me? He's like, yeah. He said, I have a hard time talking. He said, I can get out there and perform. Mm-hmm. He said, I'm fine. He said, but when it comes to talking and Riley was trying to tell him, she's like, she's like, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. And I was like, yeah. I said, I was her very first interview. I said, you know, and I said, she did fine, you know? So, uh, but yeah, they Riley, uh, I know she's actually posted more about it than big mama. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, even though Big Mama, she's also posted about it. Um, and the pictures that, well, the well, you saw Riley. She actually tagged me in yeah. the picture that she posted yep. because I was the one who took that particular picture. Yeah. Um, another Big Mama picture she posted, um, not the one where it's obviously like it's backstage, but the other one where she's beside the ring. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. also the per- person who took that picture. And I sent oh, okay, you. cool. You know, yeah, so, they said uh, there was 3,000 people there. I knew there was a lot. I didn't realize there was that many. Yeah, Riley. Um, I saw on Riley's, uh, I think it was her Instagram post this morning. She had posted yeah. something about it. And uh, she said, I just performed in front of 3,000 people. Oh, that place was packed. Um, I thought there was going to be a fight right in front of us with some of the fans. Really? I didn't get to see as much as the Scott Steiner um, 
Andrew Anderson. <clears throat> I have no, no had no idea who he was, by the way. I had to actually look him up. Yeah, he's, I'm he's a podcast partner with Kevin Sullivan. Okay. Okay. So, but he actually told me um to contact him to try to get them on the podcast, but that's another story. Um okay. you know, but it was Steiner and this guy Adrian, who's a big, he's also kind of a big jacked up dude. And I couldn't see as much of the match because this one dude, I'll just go in flat it. This one Billy Bob was just kind of standing in front of everybody. You know, wouldn't get out of the way. Wouldn't get out of the way. And the, the girl that was with them, she was like kind of or she and she was like argue with the people right behind her. They're like, Y'all need to sit down sit because down. you're yeah. blocking everybody behind yeah. you. And then the match ended and it ended with the Steiner recliner, but I could barely see it. That's why I don't really have a lot of pictures of that one because they were all and I found out that I should have just got like the, the bleacher seats mm-hmm. because getting on the floor, I couldn't see hardly anything. I couldn't oh. see as much. Bleacher seats would have been a lot better view, mm-hmm. you know. So, uh, but lesson learned. I mean, next time I, I go, I mean, it was in a high school gym. Yeah. Uh, next time I'll just get the because you're not going to get. It's not like you're going to be in the nosebleeds, right? You know. So unless you're ringside, go up high. Yeah. You know, find that up the hard way. But actually, what I was saying before um, about Kevin Nash, um, there was a guy who well yeah kurt angle came out and then kevin nash came out and then kurt angle just kind of stood there around while they were they were talking about this but um this is the first time i've ever seen a wrestling event start with a prayer and uh now they did do the national anthem which i'm used that's like any anything now but bobby fulton uh though um it shouldn't surprise me about them doing a prayer because bobby fulton i don't know if you know he's actually born again christian and so that's why he had a uh, okay. pastor come out and do the prayer it's like okay you know um but the guy they were presenting him something it was a guy they were they were calling him big john and but they kept advertising him as big john who was on the brett michaels show like rock of love okay. um and i'm like i had no idea but i was like okay this seems kind of weird to have this guy mixed in with a whole bunch of wrestlers Mm-hmm. Should have realized, by the way, this guy's also a wrestler. That's oh, okay. why, you know. There you uh, go. Yeah, but he's also a former Marine. Oh, okay. So, uh, and he was in Desert Storm. He was in uh, some other places. I mean, he's, he's done some stuff when he was in the Marines. But they had Kevin Nash come out and present him with this plaque. And uh, what they were waiting, um, you know, to get, because the, they didn't have the plaque ready. He came out, I was like, I had to see, you know, see stuff about, you know, and, um, but he was actually kind of almost doing a comedy bit. Now he did do some things. I'm like, dude, you got kids out here in the audience, really? <laughs> <laughs> but can't say what he said because you know we're family friendly, but yeah, right. Um, but then uh people were making some political stuff, they were just saying mm-hmm. it. And Kevin Nash, he was just kind of shaking his head and he said a couple of things back, and I'm like, Y'all and I was like, if y'all don't, y'all must not follow him on Twitter because I was gonna say, yeah, he, he, you know, he leans one way, but but um, after that, that and then they presented, they surprised Kevin Nash because he was presenting the guy Big John with a plaque for like his military service. Mm-hmm. They turned around and gave Kevin Nash one too, and he didn't know that it, they were going to do that because a lot of people are like, Kevin Nash was in the army, yeah, and that actually kind of just kind of shook him a little bit. Because then he started talking about, you know, I mean, and of course, one of the big things right now in the news is Ukraine. Mm-hmm. And then he was talking about, um, 
He said he knows despite our differences, if anything, if we were to ever get attacked, we would all come together. Mm -hmm. Makes sense, you know? Yeah. And it was actually kind of emotional. I mean, for him to say that. And then all of a sudden, of course, today he loses his best friend. So, right. Yeah. That's another thing. Yeah. My heart definitely goes after Kevin Nash. I mean, yeah. Cause, um, yeah. Cause I mean, he, he seemed like a kind of a pretty genuine guy and pretty tall guy. And I could post the picture and show, you know, like me standing next to him. <laughs> I'm six foot one and I'm like looking up at him. You know, before we took the picture, you know, um, but, but yeah, so uh, the event itself, I mean, the matches, you know, were, were decent enough. Like I said, I couldn't see as like I'd like to. I'm like, I should have just got, I should have just went and sat in the bleachers, you know, <laughs> you know, so, so I got rows four through eight. I'm getting these. No, I should have just went and sat in the bleachers. I would have yeah. got a lot better shot. Um, but I knew Big Mama was going to be wrestling. But then somebody had said Amber Nova didn't show up. And I was like, well, who's she going to be? Never mind. Riley's here mm -hmm. and they put on a pretty good match. I mean, they, they've wrestled each other before, so they have great chemistry. Um, and I actually, I, I don't have it with me. I, that was actually another souvenir. Uh, I ended up buying a big mama, like tote bag, you oh, know, did you? like, like the kind of get like an Aldi. Yeah. yeah. Cause she actually told me, she was like, yeah, we use them at Aldi sometimes because we were, <laughs> uh, Leighton and I were trying to carry around like the Funko pops. He bought another new day set of Funko pops. Hmm. Uh, except for these don't have the gold pants. They have like the, the blue ish. Oh, okay. Cause he said, yeah, you, you can't find these anywhere. Cause I'm looking going, you have the two sets of uh, like, by the way, if they ever fall on the floor, don't step on them because them stupid unicorn horns, they hurt. <laughs> them things are sharp, <laughs> but, um, uh, but she, so she's like, you need to buy one of my bags. I'm like, you know what? Here, uh, how much is it? Five bucks. All right. <laughs> he knows. Like, here you go. Yeah. Um, but I bought two other things while I was there. And one of them I was going to wear at the beginning of the show. However, you know, I even told Dwayne, I said, I, considering the circumstances, I think it'd be inappropriate. But that's right. The Patriot. <laughs> Patriot. Now, this came in a, a loot box. Where is the box? Um, I just had the box. Ah, I just I just had the box. It was literally sitting right here. And oh well, the uh, um, I actually put it on uh, the Twitter. Actually, I, I tag it on Facebook too. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, like Wrestling Loot Box, and they're doing a promotion. And I will I'll give this uh, to you because I don't know. Well, yeah. Go ahead. I'll get to some free advertising for once. Cool. Yeah. Promote promo code wrestle and you can get the first box. You know, they do a monthly thing. Mm -hmm. get the first box, 20% off. Um, okay. I got to take the stung off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause I, I was putting, putting it on yesterday just to annoy my wife because, you know, that's just fun to do. Yeah. And she's like, I cannot take you seriously with that thing on. <laughs> but the other thing which I bought. There it is. The 10 pounds of gold. Yep. That's the one you've always wanted. It is. I mean, we've even talked about it, you know, like our favorite belts and yep. yeah, it's got the plates on there. Mm -hmm. um, the, the Canadian flag that was before the maple leaf. Yep. And one of the other things that I managed to get on it was I got the autograph of wildfire Tommy rich. Awesome. 
and yeah, he was, you know, super nice. Um, and you know, he was right beside Ricky steamboat, mm-hmm. you know, steamboat was real nice. And, um, really, I don't think there was anybody there who I would consider to be, um, not nice. You know, did you talk to Greg Valentine? I didn't. And I felt, kind of felt bad, but I mean, he was just kind of sitting up there <coughs> by himself and it kind of reminded me of the movie, the wrestler, mm-hmm. you know, in the middle of the scene where they're doing like the, the yeah. meet and greet and there's like not a whole lot of fans there and they're just kind of sitting there. Yeah. Um, I mean, there was, there was people at his table when I first got there. It's just, it wasn't, there just wasn't a lot of them. Yeah. And, and then I felt, I did feel bad because, um, I feel weird going to talk to somebody, but then I actually not, you know, get an autograph because I mean, you had to pay for like everything if you wanted to, right. you know, now I did shake Barry Wyndham's hand, you know, awesome. um, and I did talk to Bobby Fulton, uh, just for a couple of minutes. Um, now he was kind of busy because he was running all of it, mm-hmm. you know, so I could tell he was, uh, kind of in a don't bother me too much mood in a way because he yeah. was kind of kind of stressed out but i just i just yeah. wanted to ask him how do you know dale fry yeah and you know because dale sunshine fry look him up world champion kickboxer and he lived i actually looked this up last night when i was um because big mama had actually uh asked me she's like tell me how they know each other and, you know she's like, I'm kind <laughs> of curious now um and it turns out he used to referee some of his matches down in north carolina Cool. I'm like Dale Fry. He has he is a world champion kickboxer. He has been the stunt coordinator on a lot of movies, including like mm-hmm. the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movies. Um, he was in the first movie Cyborg. He was one of the bad guys. Okay. Uh, he was a guy. He only had like one line the whole movie, but he was one of the bad guys in Cyborg. Um, he was also he did the stunt coordination. Trying to figure, well, I guess it was like fight coordination for the movie called uh, Bastard Out of Carolina, okay. Um, which was not a real good movie. I mean, it's kind of a disturbing <laughs> movie, to be honest with you. If you ever watch it, it's like, oh, it's it's not, it's um, I'm almost afraid to say about what the movie's about because oh. it's one of the things that can get you flagged on YouTube, gotcha. But there's okay. some there's some abuse going on. I just mm, gotcha, um, and you know, but he's done all that and he's everybody, you know, there in that area knows him, you know, Dale sunshine fry. And he used to live six tenths of a mile away from me. Hmm. And that's, you know, uh, it, because I looked, I said, okay, this was my address there. And I had to kind of, kind of pinpoint where his house was and, you know, and his house is on sunshine Boulevard, which is, it's a dirt road, <laughs> but it's sunshine Boulevard. <laughs> uh, at least it used to be a dirt road. It probably still is. I mean, um, and you know it's a, it's an 11 minute walk i'm like okay that explains why one day he stopped by my house and was just talking to my mom because i've always joked said he was he was going to ask my mom out you know but yeah so i could have had a, a world champion kickboxer yeah. you know as a stepdad yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no instead i had a green beret as my stepdad <laughs> so <laughs> who's gonna win that fight i mean yeah right you know that that'd be a that'd be a tough one um because you've met my stepdad i mean he's mm-hmm. not he's not a real real big guy but i mean he you know he wasn't one to trifle he's, with he's not a real big guy but he's a big guy <laughs> yeah he's a big guy yeah uh, so um but, but yeah so get just ask him about that and i say yeah i guess yeah go ahead you know shoot you know go ahead no, no, no strange questions and you know um but i was it took me a second i'm like all right i said are you bobby fulton all day long 
<laughs> because, you know, I'm used to the pictures of Bobby Fulton, you know, and seeing the videos where he's got, you know, kind of the mullet. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, kind of baby face. And yeah, he doesn't have that anymore. Mm, okay. um, but he's also been through a lot. He, you know, his uh, he's had cancer and, you know, um, and he's still out there promoting and, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, and put on a you know, good show the other night. And uh, I'm not even, I've, I told you what Mr. Hughes said, and I'm not going to repeat it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I was like, <laughs> I was like, dude, you know, <laughs> you know what Mr. Hughes just said? <laughs> then he said, said it again. Then he said something else. And then later on, he said something else. I'm like, wow. Um, but then it, it was hard to recognize him as Mr. I don't ever remember him even talking before. I don't either. He usually just stood there like staring a hole in people but yeah. i never saw him i don't remember him ever talking With and the he always on. had yeah he always had the shades on but he had the shades he also had the undertaker's urn um, i saw that in the picture yep um and wrestles like wearing like a button-up shirt you know yeah. like button-up shirt and, and dress slacks i'm like yeah. he can... always he's always wrestled in that you know i could see the slacks because they are really comfortable you would think mm-hmm. Uh, the shirt though. Yeah. I mean, I would be, a, you know, you'd have to get it a couple sizes too big, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah. Here we are like sound like fashion police. Again. <laughs> and then I remember <laughs> in uh, like WCW, he would wear, he would even, he'd wear suspenders with it. Yeah. Like, IR, like IRS he'd have suspenders on or like um, big Bubba. Yeah. Yeah. Big Bubba Rogers. Yep. Yep. Uh, oh, Ray trailer uh, who was also one of those legitimately, um tough people yeah you know um because i've heard some stories i heard jim Cornette tell a couple stories about bubba uh one i one was when they got out of a a cab you know and you know they were going to the back of the arena there were some fans out there Mm -hmm. well the cab driver when he shut the door bubba's hand was still in the frame yeah shut the door on his hand yeah and he's like hey brother hey brother he's like oh he's like that's all he did was just, hey, brother. He said <laughs> they got inside the arena, and they and as soon as the door shut, he was like, ah! Oh, he's like, he's like, why didn't you do act like that? He's like, because I couldn't let the fans see me act, you know? Right. Yeah. You know, and and he said another time was, um, and I remember this one. Well, I didn't know the whole story, but I remember when this happened. Um. Bubba, they, I don't, he may not have even started wrestling, wrestling yet, you know, mm-hmm. as Bubba, you know, he'd had matches as, you know, Ray trailer before, yeah. but, but he was the, the bigger than life, just tougher than nails bodyguard. Yep. And somebody, I think it was dusty came in and hit him with a chair and the chair just splintered uh, wouldn't, you know, wooden chair. Just, <laughs> yeah. Well, Cornette was telling the story. I think it was an Austin's podcast. He said that they had told um, uh, somebody, you know, uh, Klondike Bill, guy you, you always hear mm-hmm. about. Right, they told him, okay, we're going to do the spot. We're going to hit Bubba with the chair, make sure we, you know, give him the chair so it breaks. Okay. Right. And so after they got done, they went to him, like, man, you did a really good job with that. He went, oh, crap, I forgot to gimmick it. <laughs> <laughs> he hit him so hard, you know, I mean, and he, I remember he had the, the, yeah, the, he had the, the uh, hat the fedora and the on, yeah yep the fedora thank you i couldn't remember the name of it. they had the fedora and he had you know the glass to, and he just 
took the hat the rest of the way off and took the glasses the rest of the way off and you know but the, the chair just splintered just from how hard he hit him uh-huh yeah <laughs> he's like i forgot i forgot to get me hit. <laughs> so, um but yeah some of the other people were there you like some of my son i mean he was so happy to meet kurt angle um and we got that given box i i, I talked to um road dog you know just for a couple minutes and it was actually oddly enough it was not even about wrestling mm-hmm. it was like a you're a marine thank you for your service and he saw my hat you know the hat that i'm always wearing and he's mm-hmm. like, oh, thank you for yours. And we just got swapped. I said, yeah, I said, 20 years Air Force. He's like, oh, 20 years. He said, yeah, definitely. Thank you for your service. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Um, I didn't get a chance to talk to Billy Gunn. That dude, I've heard stories about how big he is. He's he's massive. He and is. he is in, I mean, he is, you know, he's in his, you know, early to mid 50s. Yeah. And he is in phenomenal shape. And he, he still and he still wrestles on he a. Just, he just won a title. Yeah, yeah. Did you see that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, don't know what title it was. But it was a Lexington. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, he I, still I mean, reg, he still wrestles on a semi regular basis, yeah. and it's and that's that's it's that kind of thing. Not to get off on the tangent, but mm-hmm. it's like when you bring in like a Goldberg, you know, he's fifty, I think fifty three years old, but you know. You got Billy Gunn over here who is working for AEW, not only an on-screen talent, but uh, behind the scenes as well. He's a coach mm-hmm. helping put over younger talent and things like that to me in much better shape than Bill Goldberg Yeah, and works a semi-regular schedule. Mm-hmm. And that, if you're, you know, if you're wrestling at that age, that's what you should be doing. You know, and it's, it's awesome that Billy's still winning titles with you know regional promotions and stuff but like he's not taking a spot no he's not for it for somebody in AEW to move up he's helping people move up right bill goldberg's not coaching anybody bill goldberg's coming in wrestling like two or three matches and yeah get in three months yeah getting a fat check and then going home for a year yeah you know sometimes longer yeah sometimes longer sometimes two or three years and then he'll decide oh well i gotta add a new wing to my house so let me go and 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 don't get me wrong bill goldberg i mean he is in good shape yeah he's in good shape for a guy his age but i just think billy gunn's in better shape yeah i mean he's just massive and i mean you don't see a lot of guys that are like 52 53 years old just chiseled out of stone like billy gunn is and he is about six five Mm -hmm. yeah and I had I read six, that, five, six, six, something yeah, like that. I mean, and I had read that, yeah, he was it's every bit of bit the size of Hulk Hogan. Yeah. But was never advertised as such. Yep. They always down. Now, Jim Ross would always say on commentary how big Billy Gunn was. Mm-hmm. He would always say, you know, six, five, six, six, you know, athletic. You know, they, Jim Ross always said that Billy Gunn had all the tools. Mm-hmm. They just, you know, for one reason or another, they just didn't didn't push him. Um, they, I did I did like the Smoking Guns team. Um, yeah, they were a pretty good team. Yeah, I mean, uh, I thought it was like I was like, all right, that's you know, kind of a cool gimmick. And um, and of course, you know, Bart Gun, you know, his career will never ever, you know, he, uh, because of yeah, um, he got he got sent. You know, they 
he got punished. He got punished for doing what they told him to do. Yeah. Go, go out there and have a, sh- a legitimate shoot fight with somebody. They weren't expecting him to knock Dr. Death out because they had yeah. all these plans for Dr. Death to be the next. And, but he warned them. Yeah. Yeah. He told, yeah, he told them what he could do. Yeah. And they were like, oh, it'll be okay. And it's like, if you're not going to script this and you're going to let them just go out there and shoot, the guy's already told you that he can look, throw hands. Yeah. Look, I'm going to, I'm going to win this. And yeah. Yeah. And he won it. So then he, then they put him in the ring with Butterbean knowing yeah. what was going to happen to him. And uh, he gets knocked out in 15 seconds. Somebody, it was either yesterday or today, was actually asking me. I uh, had, uh, I think it was actually a moment today because we were talking about Tyson and how quick his hands were mm-hmm. um, and how Tyson actually changed boxing because, you know, usually the heavyweights weren't as quick as Tyson. Yeah. Um, yep. I was like, yeah, y'all don't get it. I mean, if you play Mike Tyson's punch out, you know, oh, and you, you, yeah. see that, you see that flicker psh, done, yeah. he, was, he was actually quicker than that flicker. Uh huh. <laughs> you know, yep. and, I said, yeah, so Tyson changed the game. But they, then uh, my coworker, sorry, Ethan, I think it was you, actually. Ethan, he subscribes to the show. So, yeah, Ethan, you get to see me cry. There you go. I'll, I'll give you the warning. Um, <laughs> but Ethan, he, he said, what's that guy's name, Butterball? Butterball. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, nah, man, I, said, I think it was Butterbean. Yeah, uh, I mean, that's, that's a good name, but don't say it yeah. to him. <laughs> don't say it to him. I mean, you can say it to him, you know, as long as you're like a long way away and you have yeah. a, an exit strategy. Yeah, you know, if you're, you know, if you're within arm's reach, don't say it because you're going to sleep. That's just it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, because that shoot fight, him and Bart Gunn. I mean, that was. I felt was, bad for Bart Gunn because, I like I said, he did exactly what they wanted. You know, he did exactly what his boss said to do, and it's like, oh, but you knocked out the guy that we were going to push to the main event. So now we have to punish you by putting you in there with you know a guy who has hands the size of sledgehammer heads yeah um even though they claim oh it was never like that it's like it was absolutely like that it was it was like that yeah um you got mad at him because yeah. you want i mean and i could see why why they would legitimately think steve uh williams dr death would have i could see yeah I, I and i mean he, that, he was a, he, dr death was a legitimate tough guy he was one of my favorites growing up but if that's who you were going to put in a main event feud with Steve Austin, then you should never have put him in the brawl for all and taken that chance on him getting hurt. Right. That's exactly what happened. He got knocked out. He got hurt. He got hurt. So then all their plans, you know, just got wiped out. It's like you should have just built the main event program with him and Steve Austin and not had him in the brawl for all. Right. Cause he got hurt during the match. Yeah, with Mark mm-hmm. Gunn, and that was actually Before. part of the reason why he lost as bad as what uh-huh. you know. Yep. Um, and and I always felt bad for Doctor Death because of that. Um, well, I, I felt bad up until he went to WCW and was mocking Jim or helping to mock Jim Ross, and I'm like, Yeah, no, really? Dude. I'm like, like no. uh, you know, but and him and Jim Ross were close. I mean, yeah, they were really close, close, and it's like I couldn't believe he did that. Yeah, I mean, he did. He really didn't say a lot, but he was the fact that he was there. He was there. Them, yeah. So that, it's that was, like you're you're condoning what they're doing. Yeah, that was guilt by association, without yep. a doubt. I mean, mm-hmm. and um, but that's a couple of things we've actually thought about in the past week that I'm not disparaging Jim Ross, but Jim Ross has said one thing, 
and we've heard from other sources that say, mm -hmm. uh, don't want to get into what all we were talking about last yeah. week. Yeah. Because, because ladies and gentlemen, Dwayne and I had decided before that interview, we were not even going to talk about that. And then our subject started talking about that. Yeah. <laughs> so so we, like, all right. So it's, it's fair game after that. I mean, yeah. but we weren't going to discuss it. Because, and he, we were actually talking about something totally different. And then he started talking about that. It's like, all right. Well, all right. Here we go. <laughs> you no. Know, um, still super nice guy. Yeah. Absolutely. Know, um, you know, and he, that picture, I mean, that was, remember, he said, oh, remind me to get a yeah. picture for Dwaylon. Yeah. And I didn't even think about it being an autograph picture. I thought it was just like, okay, we're going to take another picture. For That's Dwayne. what I thought. I thought was, uh, like, <laughs> so, take a picture or something. I didn't, I wasn't expecting an autograph picture, but I but, thank you. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I had to make sure he spelled Dwaylon right. Um, because he like, couldn't write. I'm glad he's getting help, you know, and especially right now, I imagine right now he's really going through a rough time today. I'm sure. Um, and I don't know, hopefully he is in Georgia right now at the DDP compound. Mm -hmm. um, but I think, yeah, he, I don't think he has a lot of short-term memory left. Yeah. Just from, yeah, I mean, just from a couple of the conversations and I've, I was like, because I had to leave because uh, word to the wise, if you're ever going to a fan fest, make sure you have cash. You know, thankfully they haven't, they had an ATM there, That's good. Um, but I had to hit it twice. <laughs> well, my wife she already knows <laughs> i was gonna say is, is your wife within the earshot because uh she, she already knows because i mean she will of course i mean she sees the withdrawals on the the bank statement oh, um yeah. or, you know on the app um because i i had i had to get cash out for that one mm -hmm. and then i came back and he, he's like oh oh yeah that i picture he's like because he had told the guy he's like hey make sure you put a picture he said give this guy for free and i gave him a shirt um and he was very grateful for that um Hopefully he wears, I was trying to get him to take a picture holding the shirt, yeah. but I couldn't translate that enough. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to, I'm not going to try to push it. Right. Right. No. Um, but he, and later on, I did see the shirt was laden with his stuff. Um, awesome. And I've seen him actually post on Twitter, you know, and it was after I'd already said I was going to give him a shirt that, you know, if you, um, you know, one of the best things you can do, if you're going to give somebody a gift, give them a shirt of your thing. That's mm. they're like, that's like one of the best things to give. Yeah. Um, you know, but then, when I went over there, I just got to show this again. <laughs> when, <laughs> when, um, this guy, you know, the vendor, my son and I were actually talking about it. He's like, he's like, dad, isn't that the belt you keep saying? I was like, yeah. He's like, well, see, you know, go buy it. I'm like, I'm like, no, I was like that belt. I said, I probably can't afford it. Yeah. But that's, that's kids going, well, j just go buy it. And that's like, yeah. you have no idea how much those things cost. Yeah, because, <laughs> I, Cause I'm looking, he actually didn't have any price tags on us. I didn't even know mm -hmm. if he was selling it, but i uh, like a lot, you know, the other vendors who were also selling belts, they had their price tags on them. Wow. Mm -hmm. They're very, very proud of their stuff. Mm -hmm. I get it. But I told, you know, Leighton, I said that belt, I said that belt probably cost $500. Mm -hmm. He's like, well, how do you know? I'm like, that I, I, that's the the end of that's the big that's ten pounds of gold that's the big gold dome I don't know why they call it the gold dome by the way it's silver yeah <laughs> but <laughs> never never got why they call it the gold dome so finally he's like well, well just go ask him you know so I did I was like you know looking at it, he's like I like you know, he's all you know you like the belt I was like yeah um I said is it for sale and he said yeah he said one hundred twenty five dollars I was like do what sold <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, he said yeah you're not going to get it you know any cheaper than that anywhere I'm like I know <laughs> and, yeah yeah. And 
I said, do you take card? He's like, cash only. I'm like, hold on. Go to my wallet. I'll, I was like, I'll be right back. I'll be right back. <laughs> and he said, yeah. okay. He said, I'll put it, I'll put it back for you to make sure nobody else gets it. And, you know, I went down, hit the ATM for the second time, you know, in, <laughs> ha in half an hour. Um, yeah. And yeah, and, I got that. My wife bought me this way. My wife got me that one for our anniversary a couple of years ago. So that one right there. See it. So now I need the big gold belt and I need the classic intercontinental title. They, the, the same guy actually had, it was the intercontinental title. Um, I want to say it was the one that replaced the belt. It, it either replaced the belt or it, what, you know what? I think it was the belt that Tito Santana held it. And then Greg Valentine held it. Yes. Uh, because it had green leather. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, he had that one, $300 because Man. he, because he told me, he said, now that one was, he, he had an AWA belt, uh, the AWA world title. That was also, I think he was either 120, 125. He had an ECW one, which might've been the TV title. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. um, but it was also about, you know, saying 120, 120, 125. He said, but the, that green, uh, the green leather intercontinental title, that one was 300. He said, because the metal, he said it was actual real metal. And there metal, was a yeah. lot of it. So, yeah. um, now this one, I mean, they, you know, they called it 10 pounds of gold. It, it weighs probably about seven pounds, mm -hmm. you know? So, um, but I got it snapped and I can't snap it around me because I'm too fat, but <laughs> yeah, I can't, I can't snap mine either. <laughs> so don't, don't feel bad. I can't snap mine either. So now if I could find the, um, mid-atlantic title love that belt mm -hmm. always have um speaking I, of the mid-atlantic title have you seen did you see the picture i sent you of the new aew women's world title uh did you text it to me or do you email yeah me? i text it to you it's, uh, been, it's been it's been a few days ago so you okay, might have missed me, it well uh everything is with texting pictures um now speaking of pictures i am going to post that one picture <laughs> i figured I've been waiting on you to post it. I figured you were going to. Oh, I am. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> by the way, your reaction to that was, I was like, you know, I never noticed before. Now I can't unsee it. Um, uh, let's see. So that, a couple and I didn't, I didn't say it. Like I texted that to you and then I showed it to Savannah and Savannah said the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me see. If you didn't get it, I'll I'll send it to you. I can send it to you in Facebook Messenger. Um, yeah, go ahead and send it to me Facebook Messenger okay. or, or even text it to me again. Yeah, it's fine. You know, whichever one you oh, did you send it? <coughs> did you do a Facebook Messenger? No, I did it through text. Okay. Let's see. I can just send it to you again. Yeah, I just go ahead and send it to me again. That's fine. Um, but yeah, I'd like the the Mid Atlantic title. Now, one of the things about one of the people who also met. And I want to have him on the show. And he actually did. He gave me his agent's name. Uh huh. And he was talking like rates. And I'm like, oh, really? Um, <laughs> even though I'd still like to have him on the show, but at the same time, you know, we'll have to discuss, you know, that and see if we can actually afford it. Because, right. you know, we ain't, we ain't the, co uh, you know, the podfather. We're not Conrad Thompson, <laughs> right? You know, who lives in a mansion. Um, and people pay him to be on his show. Um, but yeah, Sam Houston. Mm -hmm. Now, if you were to look at the picture that I posted of me and Sam Houston, which by the way, he 
caught me off guard on how big he is. Really? Yeah. I knew he was tall. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, he's about, oh, there it is. Okay. No, I, I just I got in the picture. Oh, that is, yeah, I do remember seeing that now. The, that one is pretty cool. Yeah, it looks, it reminds me a lot of the Mid- Mid-Atlantic heavyweight title. Yeah, I can see that. Because it's got the the kind of the, well, the shapes right there in the middle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one is pretty, oh, and then also off to the sides, too. Yeah. Oh, that's like yeah. a globe that they took and kind of sectioned off. Okay. Uh-huh, yep. Um, but if you look at the picture, you know, of, of me and Sam Houston, for whatever reason, my son didn't want to be in the picture. <laughs> because we'd already say, he's like, I don't know who these people are. I was going to say, he probably didn't know who Sam Houston yeah. was. So well, it was like, eh. Well, he didn't know who Kevin Sullivan was either. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I didn't know who Andrew Anderson was, but, um, but nobody, I mean, that guy, he was super nice. Uh, Sullivan was a little temperamental, kind of seemed like, but, you know, yeah, I imagine. Sounds, sounds about like Kevin Sullivan. I mean, I still wouldn't mind having him on the show. Oh, no, um, I'd love to have him on the show. I've just always heard that he can be a little temperamental. Um, I, I just know there's, I know one subject I would not want to bring up because no, no, I, no, I no. explained that to Leighton. He went, are you serious? I'm like, yes. Yeah. And no. Yeah. For those of you who don't know what we're talking about, well, look it up. Yeah. If you don't know what we're talking about, are you really a wrestling fan? If you already <laughs> don't know what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, and you know, but if you want to ask us in private, we're gladly. School. Absolutely. We'll, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll start talking like professional wrestling 101, the history yeah. of. Yeah. Um, yeah, any anytime anybody that's listening, anybody that's watching us on YouTube, anytime you have any type of wrestling questions, please feel free. Email, you know, send us a message on our email or podcast email. You can, you know, you can DM, you know, the podcast on Twitter, Steve on Twitter, myself. You know, we'll be glad to talk to you about the history of wrestling. It's, you know, what we love to talk about. So mm-hmm. um yeah, for like the next day, a couple of days, because my daughter was also in town this weekend. Mm-hmm. You know, they finally had to tell me to stop talking about wrestling. <laughs> they say I associate everything with wrestling. And I actually had a girl I supervised tell me that the same thing, you know. I, yeah, I, ha- I have an ex-wife who used to tell me that too. Which one? Notice uh, Christy. Okay. <laughs> I never Notice. met her. I, actually, I never met the second one either, but yeah. she was. Uh, I did. No, we didn't follow each other on Facebook, but... Um, every once in a while I'd like have some kind of inner reaction mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden she was no longer your wife i'm like okay ah, whatever yeah <laughs> but anyway before we start talking about exes <laughs> yeah because i don't know if all my exes live in texas but <laughs> yeah weirdly enough um but i don't hang my hat in tennessee even though i would i like tennessee mm-hmm. um but anyway back to the you know if you would look at the picture sam houston he's holding a title belt mm-hmm I always associate Sam Houston with the Mid-Atlantic title. Right. The belt he's holding is the U.S. title. Really? Yes. Yes. When was I'm he, like, I look at the United States. No, <laughs> never. Okay. I was thinking I could not remember. Never, you know, I'm usually never, pretty never. good about remembering, you know, pe- you know, people's title reigns. And I do not remember Sam Houston winning the NWA U.S. title. Uh, I know I'm, a lot, I'm like, and then I felt bad when I was talking to Ricky Steamboat. Yeah, I just said that. I was talking to Ricky Steamboat, but I was <laughs> holding the interviewer title and I said, did you hold this belt? I said, or did you just hold the big gold? He said, I just held the big gold. I was like, oh. yeah, I, I wanted to get him to sign it too. But I was like, then it, it's like one of them, 
I don't know if it's like a breach of protocol, you know, because he'd be signing a belt that, you know, he actually didn't. Right. Hold. That he actually didn't hold. Yeah. Right. So it's, um, but you know, Tommy Rich is right beside him. So Tommy Rich signed it. Cause the middle, he said, man, this pen sucks. Give me another one. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, we still got a picture taken with, um, Ricky steam, but I'm holding, I'm holding this. Yeah. Cause I can, but, <laughs> but he had my son actually hold the intercontinental belt. That's awesome. You no, know, so um, Ricky Steamboat, who does not look like he's like 70 years old. No, he does not. J.J. Um, Dillon does not look like he's almost 80 years old. No. Um, you know, now he he wasn't as talkative. I mean, and I actually asked him if, he, if um, he'd be willing to come to fight. He's like, no, nah, I don't really do those anymore. Um, but I did tell Tully Blanchard. Mm-hmm. I said, I said, I mean this in the most complimentary way. I said, I absolutely hated you when I was a kid. <laughs> and he kind of chuckled. He's like, well, it means I was doing my job well. I was yep. like, I said, you were. I said, I, you know, um, I said, I mean, I did tell him it was a pleasure meeting him. I mean, because it really was. I mean. Oh, yeah. Um, I w- yeah, I would have loved it because, I mean, Arn was always my favorite horseman. But after Arn, it was always Tully. Tully because, was always like, Tully was the bad guy. And I mean, he was because he was so good. That's why I hated yes. him because he was just mean. And you know, he always, you know, not really. He didn't have to cheat, but he would do it. He was always beating people up. Yeah, and he was just so good at it. And yep. and that slingshot suplex was beautiful. Just, yeah, it really was. Yeah. And when Buff told us last week, you know, because he's talking about you know the uh, the difference between the cables and the ropes. Mm-hmm. And he said, yeah, and, and he's WCW is like, boom, 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 you can buy. He said, WWF is like, burn, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and I got to thinking about it. I've only seen one other person use a slingshot suplex and I only saw him do it once. And that was Harley race when he went to the WWF yep. in the, yeah, like the mid to late eighties. Yeah. Um, and like the very first match I saw him in, he used a slingshot suplex but it didn't look like it had that bounce. It was like, yeah, rrr, I, you uh, know? I've seen Beth Phoenix do it, but I've only seen her do it once. And I think it was kind of like that same thing. It just, you yeah. don't get the different, you know, the different ropes that they use. You just don't get that same bounce. But Tully's was like, just picture yep. perfect. And they were also talking about that today on, I think it was Tony Schiavone's podcast. And, they're about the slingshot and how you had to own, or maybe it was either Tully or no, it's either Tony Shivani's or Arn Anderson's. They said you had to get it perfect, mm-hmm. you know, or it would just look horrible. And he said, yeah. Tully was able to get it. Like, I mean, he, he was just a master. And I mean, Tully could do it on guys that were bigger than him. Yeah. Like Ray trailer. Yeah. He did it on Ray trailer. He did it on like the, uh, the mask assassin guys that yeah. were like 300 pounds. He was hitting them with the slingshot suplex. And I was glad to see him, what was it, a year ago when he was able to come back in and he did that on somebody. Yeah, he had that match at AEW. Yeah. Yep. And to me, that was, I liked it because it gave him closure. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because he never had a chance to have that last match just because of, I mean, he'll admit, you know, his own, you know, yeah. um, his own bad decisions. Yeah. And, you know, but I mean, I mean obviously, he had, you know, he's cleaned up his life now too. Yep. He had some demons too, but he's gotten everything straight i don't know what's going on with him now because uh he got fired by ftr on uh dynamite on wednesday so i don't well, know what's going on there 
I can tell you, and I have proof of it. He's doing appearances at Fan Fest. I have, yeah. I have picture proof of that. <laughs> <laughs> he's standing, you know, to my left going. Yep. And JJ's, symbol, you know, the other symbol side of excellence. Going, yep. Uh, and Barry Wyndham was actually, uh, Tully and JJ were together. Barry mm-hmm. was like that, but they did do a photo op, you know, the three oh, of them. Okay. Yeah. Um, just like I did the NWO photo op. Mm-hmm. Um, they had some other ones. They had the Steiner brothers because both Rick and Scott Steiner were there and they're on separate booths. But then at one point they came together right. um, and did that. Um, <clears throat> Ron Simmons was there. I give you one word what his shirt said. Oh, I already know. <laughs> but you got to do it in the right voice. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and my son said, why do you keep saying they looked at his shirt? He's like, oh, he's like, why does he have that on his shirt? I was like, that was his catchphrase. He's like, can I say it? No. It's like, <laughs> no, no, you can't say it. You're, you're 11. Yeah. It's bad enough. He got in trouble the other night. He was playing the switch in his room. And all of a sudden my wife heard him go, oh, sh-. and she mm. walked in there and he said, it was an accident. She's like, no. She's like, it sounds like you know how to say that. <laughs> so, um, but Anyway, I'm trying to think if there was any other news. I watched half the pay-per-view, by the way. I've gotten gotten through the CJ or CJ, CM Punk MJF dog collar match. Man, that match is brutal. That match um, was br- that match was brutal, but it was great. Yeah. There was so I mean, that may be the best feud that AEW's ever done. I mean, everything was done perfectly. That match was done perfectly. CM Punk doing his old Ring of Honor entrance. Yep. Uh, even the even his old gear with the you know the shorts and everything, just fantastic. But that that whole pay per view is great. Ooh. Um, you know, and it's kind of funny. You know, you mentioned the email address a while ago. Mm-hmm. Kind of coming to the end because I can't think of a lot more going on right now. Um, because if I get think about any any more, I'll probably start getting emotional again. I'd rather not do yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but I want to say if anybody wants to email us and tell me what a crybaby I am, you can email <laughs> us at armchairbookingpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash armchairbookingpodcast. You can find us on Instagram also at armchairbookingpodcast. You can find us on Twitter at booking armchair. You can find us on TikTok at armchair, uh, yeah, armchair booking. And you can also, obviously, you know, if you're watching us on video, you already know we're on YouTube. But you can find us on any, just about any audio platform that there is. iHeartRadio, you still suck. Just had to throw it out there. Yeah. Other people had the same issues with them we had. They just stopped uploading. Didn't say a word. They just contacted them. Hey, and the, yeah. And the worst, yeah. The worst part is that they're not making any attempt to fix the issue. They're like, oh yeah, it's not uploading. Well, no crap. That's why I contacted you. You, yeah. your tech support. Yeah. Anyway, uh, and as usual, we're hosted by Block Talk Radio. And you can always, like I said, in Twitter, you can find us at Booking Armchair. You can also find Twitter at, at Fat underscore Daddy 73. And while well, I also have a personal Twitter, I actually keep my personal Twitter, uh, though I actually keep it out of it because that's one I don't really post posts. I'd more do more of a share, you know, mm-hmm. like, it's, well, really, it's like on Fridays, they'll do the remember everyone deployed. And so, so that one's more like, you know, kind yeah. of political, kind yeah. of military, kind of yeah. you know, thing. Um, even though you tag me in that one all <laughs> for wrestling stuff, but <laughs> like, yeah, whatever, you know. Um, but I do want to give a shout out to some other people, obviously, Jay and Trey. Yep. You know, because those guys are awesome. Um, Courtney, is Courtney on your your Facebook? Courtney uh, I don't think so. I've got to add her. Okay. Um, 
she has a very good post she did recently and i'll let you see it first because i don't want to um just kind of i guess spoil it um, okay but yeah you'll see it and you go oh okay yeah she's she is one of the nicest people you could ever meet and she's had some struggles let's plug that okay. you know not okay. drug not drug struggles but right you know just some stuff and and she's um very open about it she said i'm not ashamed right but you'll see what you know you'll see what i'm talking about um but but yeah jay and trey they have been absolutely fantastic with us justin trey and jake all three of them i did not get a chance to see them this weekend uh mm -hmm. and actually justin he didn't go either because he had his daughters and they went to go watch um the cincinnati cyclones play hockey okay and he had to go he's like wrestling in ludlow at the ludlow theater or watch the hockey game with you know and he's like yeah even though the nwf is a family friendly thing the little old theater gets wild yeah and, right and it's basically a bar with the wrestling ring i mean and yeah. it's in the atmosphere is, is off the charts i mean it's one of the most electric places you could ever have a match in you know but he said probably not the best place to take his daughters and i was like right, uh, right you know so he went and he went and watched the cyclones game like hey cool um you know but if you notice the shirt that I'm wearing, it's actually not a wrestling shirt. This is the True Crime Cast. They are a true crime podcast. Uh, they also have another podcast called Bless Their Hearts, which uh, uh, thankfully, yeah, I have my dirty clothes right beside me. It's <laughs> they, the same guys who do the Bless Their Hearts uh, podcast is also the uh, another good one uh the true crime cast obviously is true crime they do cover a lot of cases i've actually contributed a couple of the cases that they've done um and you can find their their twitter at i think it's at true crime cast pod you can also find it at bless our hearts pod uh the bless our hearts is just kind of more random subjects it's their way of doing stuff beyond crime right because once you could think about crime all the time it can really mess with you so they yeah. you know that but in fact i um i actually sent jamie one of the hosts um I actually sent him a message right before we started recording and, you know, just say, Hey, I'm, I sent him a picture and said, Hey, I'm repping your podcast. And he was, uh, you know, he was very appreciative of that. And to tell you how, how big their podcast is getting, they have been on Jericho twice and they're about to be on there again. Wow. Yeah. That's and they've, awesome. and they've had Jericho on. So they know Jericho. Yeah. Which I think is really cool. Now I wonder if we can get Jericho. <laughs> yeah. I'd love to have Jericho on the show. Yeah, you no, know, um, because Jericho is, I mean, he's one of my favorites right now. Um, not just because of wrestling, because the man really, he does do it all and he does it all well. <laughs> yeah, he really does. You know, so, and from what I understand, you know, pretty nice guy. I've, uh, I know some people said, oh, he gets a fight with people. No, if you, if you get in his face, yeah, he's going to get, you know, he's going to yeah. tell you to get out of his face, but he's also very fearless and, you know, but I'd love to, he's one of the ones I'd love to meet. So, um, but I don't think I have anything else. No, I think that's it. I'm sure we'll have more to talk about on Thursday because yep. uh, we've got Dynamite tomorrow, plus mm -hmm. the wrestling world is always moving. I'm, yeah. I'm curious to see if WWE pulls the trigger and has Cody show up on Raw tonight because uh, they're in Jacksonville. No. Yeah, that's AEW. You know if they have, they've probably already done it, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah I again, don't know either because my phone's been on the charger, so I hadn't I seen mean, any I've, Twitter notifications or anything. Uh, because, well, you it, know. 
because um, tonight would be the t- tonight would be the time to do it. Because yeah. if not, then they're going to have to hold off until after WrestleMania. But uh, let me see. All I have to do is, of course, we already know what. Uh oh, one of the hashtags: Cody Rhodes. Seth Rollins to close Raw. Cody Rhodes to be involved. Dave Meltzer with a Cody. Never mind. I'm not even going to bother with Dave Meltzer's updates. Um, and I'm not saying anything against Dave Meltzer, but uh, he's not always correct. Right. I'll just wait and check Twitter once we're done. You know what? They're all, there's nothing official. They're all saying rumors are floating around. Uh, the rumors have been floating around now for two weeks. Yeah, but before we go, that tonight would be the perfect time to do it. If you mm-hmm. know, if they're going to throw a shot at AEW, this is the best way to do it. We're going to come in your backyard, sign you know, sign your former EVP and one of the building blocks of your company, and mm-hmm. have him walk out on our show. Yeah. I mean, um, and not, actually Jericho was on Kurt Angle's show and they were actually talking about Cody a little bit and mm-hmm. Jericho, I mean, he has all the respect in the world for Cody, you know, um, you know, but yeah, that's another one. Listen to Kurt Angle's show with Jericho. Actually, I showed Kurt Angle. I said, Hey, uh, you know, cause he was actually wearing his podcast shirt mm-hmm. and I said, yeah, I said, I love your show. I said, by the way, this is my podcast. And he looked at me and said, Oh, I'm sure booking. Oh, okay. You know, the way he <laughs> said that, you know, I was like, all right. Um, and I'm also looking at his neck going, how did somebody break that neck? Yeah. I yeah. mean. Uh, and he's broke it twice. Twice. Yeah. And I'm like, man, he used to be self-conscious about it. I was like, man, I wish I had a neck like that. Yeah. You know, so. But anyway, we're going to go ahead and say goodbye to everybody. And definitely keep the friends and family of Scott Hall in your prayers. I mean, because this was Absolutely. A, a big. Yeah. We've been waiting for this basically you know like not waiting for but afraid of this yeah Yeah. all day long yeah i mean literally all day long yeah and started with kevin nash what he posted yeah and then of course i mean and like i texted dwayne earlier he uh he said you know they took him off life support but he was still going i mean that was four hours yeah he, he was still alive and i said well I said, we'll prepare for the worst, but we're going to hope for the best. I said, he's still with us. And, I yeah. said, and, and you know, then of course, right before the show starts, yeah. you know, so, but definitely, you know, we want to, um, which are, you know, our best wishes, our condolences to his friends and family. Yeah. You know, because I mean, yeah, we lost as fans. They lost a lot more. Absolutely. Yeah. So, they lost a whole lot more. Yep. So. But until we can, um, you know, until we meet again, God bless. God bless.